0: If you're a fan of the Sly Guy Podcast, I want to Get a little bit extra slyness in your week as well as supporting the podcast to grow and go to the next level, you can head on to patreon.com forward slash Podcast, where you get loads of extra bonus footage with two tiers, with two pound tier, which will just get you any podcast-related extra footage. So there'll be the guest episode that I have up every Friday, you get the extra Sly Guy podcast that comes out on a Monday, you get early access to the weekly Sly Guy podcast, and you get other bonus podcast series and other things as well for the two point if you want to go a little bit higher and pay the four point a month you can get access to just everything whatever extra i put on there so there's some taster videos for ideas i'm developing other bits and bobs and most important this week i uploaded uh, the special of the pillow talk show that i recorded in the ulster hall in december last year so the show in its entirety is available for the higher tier patrons for the slyhards you get all the bonus podcast content and for the rider sly's you get the special stuff that's patreon.com forward slash guy podcast more exciting news we're a week away from the live podcast in the strand Arts center there's literally only a few tickets left which is mad to say this is a, was a project that we weren't too sure about doing but we thought let's do it and you guys have come out for it so next friday the 11th of march the sly guy podcast is coming at you live from the strand Arts center with guests the goblin king kieran bartlett and the butt lord Aaron Butler, just all kings and lords. The King of North Down, Lord Elliot, the but lord the Goblin King. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a bring your own event. Tickets are only a tenner. If you want to get the last few and you want to get into this must see experience, which is only going to be available on Patreon, get to the live show and then we'll put it on Patreon and see it after. But as a live interactive experience, get there in person. Strand Arts Centre, Live Sly Guy, 11th of March, bring your own. 10 pound tickets, the link's in the description, get on it. I am returning to the Ulster Hall on the 10th of September this year with my brand new stand-up R, Bits and Pieces. I was so buzzing to watch the footage back of the last show and I can't wait to get back. The tickets are available via ticketmaster.ie or the Ulster Hall slash Waterfront website. Or if you just want to go the old school way, just go through my social media. And, and get links through there if you want to go the really old school way just go to the box office buy yourself tickets bits and pieces a brand new show the 10th of september the glorious ulster hall get your tickets now as always the sly guy podcast is brought to you in association with modest beer and i said last week you need to experience that taste if you want to taste taste it there you go what a slogan that is if you want to know how it tastes taste it and i'll tell you how modest beer tastes delicious if you want to know more about Modest Beer, get to their website. Go to www.modestbeer.co.uk Find out a little bit about Modest. Find out the origins of Modest. Find out a little bit about Mr. Modest Chris himself. Get on there. Find out a little bit about it. It's a great story. It's a great beer. And it's a sponsor I'm very proud to have on this show. So get over to modestbeer.co.uk Experience the taste via their website. Or if you want to go on their social media, head on over to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Modest beer to find out more. i the Sly Guy. Hello and welcome to the Sly Guy podcast with me, your host, as always, Dave Elliott. Now, I just want to say off the bat, it's good to be here recording the podcast this week because we've had a lot of difficulties. We've had a lot of difficulties this week. It's been a very stressful week for me, but I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be doing the podcast. Now, you're probably going, Dave, listen, what's been up with you this week? And it's like, listen, there's any God's amount of things I could say stress me out this week. Especially it's been my wife in isolation with COVID. That was tough. You know, she tested positive for COVID last, like, very faintly last Tuesday night. Like, so, so faintly, the faintest. And we were like, right, what do we do? You know, what do we do with the situation? Do we either send her away somewhere or does she just stay with us? And we all kind of just get it and isolate with ourselves and just... I don't know it was a tough tough decision again the biggest problem was I had a load of gigs last week that I had to do and I didn't want to cancel so I said right well I think probably the best thing to do is if you can go isolate somewhere until you're better and I'll just look after the kids which you know as much as as I love my kids and don't get me wrong I do bloody nightmare tough tough shift having to try to work manage the kids and keep them entertained you know that's the biggest keeping kids entertained is a fucking nuisance but we said to my wife listen you go so she went and stayed very bizarrely in my teenage my teenage bedroom which it's weird to say like i suppose at the time if someone went to me your wife's gonna live as a prisoner in this room for a week when you're older i'd go that's pretty strange but as it's transpired to be it, that happened so she went there very sad first night because she's like well i'll not be able to because when she tested positive the girls were already in bed so she's like well i can't say bye to them it's kind of like it's pretty grim and i was like well it's either that or give them covid and i think they'd probably take just not seeing you for a couple of days better than that which she did she went she packed up grabbed her stuff on she went probably looked like in the middle of the night to my neighbors that we had just had a massive argument and we're getting divorced but um in that moment it it was it was the right choice to make and yeah tough week see trying to balance everything look after the kid I I struggled a bit you know thankfully grandparents were there massive help but you know it was it was a challenge I'm delighted to say she's back with us now within a day I think she wants to go back to isolation because I think for her it was a much more enjoyable experience than it was for us I don't know I just heard a real weird noise there like the building's gonna fall down shit but um, yeah she really enjoyed it within it she's like I don't know what I'm going to do here and within the space of like an hour she's like oh I've got got an Amazon Fire Stick here I'll just watch all the Avengers I'll watch all the like all the Marvel Universe films and she did I think over the course of like the week she just had a great time and again I said to her I'm sure you'll be very bored I'm sure you'll want to come back and like she was like nah it's kind of sweet like before I knew you I lived by myself anyway and I kind of enjoyed this piece and I was like oh I mean just, just pretend you know you just pretend you hate it a little bit and you want to come home. It's like, nah, sweet. Happy to be here. And, um, and yeah, it was a struggle. Very stressed out, like, the whole week. And then, because at the minute as well, I'm working on a project that, that's coming towards the end. You know, that's coming towards the completion. And there's a lot of work, you know, a lot of things. You to drop a lot of things, get involved in it. And, you know, it's a fun process. But also at the same time, whenever you're dealing with kids, it was tough. So I must admit, we've had our COVID battles. COVID battles have been and we're we're delighted to see that she's back. So I'm feeling much more relaxed, much more refreshed and, uh, you know, happier, happier to have her back on side. And I do appreciate her now. So my whole plan of a few weeks ago to, you know, get a divorce and sneak away into into the... uh, into the the undergrowth has kind of backfired on me and now I'm like well I have to kind of fucking see this out now I don't know fuck's sake but that's where we're at and, and I'm feeling good I'm delighted to be back doing the podcast again now I just want to put out at the top of this this is another episode that I'm self producing so whether or not the audio the video will work who knows who knows I hope it does and if it doesn't listen I try my best I've a lot on my plate I'm like a gore but a Chinese buffet. Eh? I've just too much of my plate and i try to do but anyway we'll, we'll cope it'll be all right the guest episode's been doing really well on patreon again apart from when i bossed up the audio on mickey's episode this week apart from that it's been going really well and i'm glad for everyone that's signed up so if you're a new patron thank you if you're an old patron cheers and I yeah, just hope you're enjoying the content and if you're an upper tier patron hopefully you enjoyed my my stand-up show from the ulster hall that i put up this week you know it's the first proper full length special if you will that I have posted anywhere so it's a little bit a uh, little bit strange you know to get it up there but you know that's that's the business we're in we have to just kind of kind of get you know put ourselves out there sometimes when we don't feel comfortable with it you know sometimes you're like oh, what am i doing doing this or you know is, is this good enough and you know we stick it up there and it is what it is, you know, in many respects. So, I'm delighted to have that up. There'll be some clips just going out and about there to promote the new show, obviously. I mean, I'm not just putting up clips for banter, you know. Because then, I'm like, oh no, I'm inviting criticism here. to hate. So, you know, it is what it is. But, um, a lot of fun. And I'm not having a good time in this bottle of water. I don't know if anyone noticed. Before I started this episode, I took a drink. And whatever way this bottle is... is it, is constructed I have spilt all down my face all down my beard and I'm wearing a grey t-shirt which is not the ideal color t-shirt to be wearing if you're a fucking if you're a jelly-mouthed freak like me you know but I'm trying to get water on board here without spilling it all down me so one second which by the way I did at my Ulster Hall show first drink of water I took on the night poured water all down my face not ideal but listen, you live and you learn. I won't have a squeezy bottle on, on stage me again next time I do it. So there you have it. So apart from the positive news about getting my wife back, posting my first special online, wow. Um It's been a bit of an iffy week, hasn't it? In terms of the world. Like this morning I woke up again, for for reference, we're recording the podcast on a Wednesday here, which is very late in the day, but as life would transpire to bite you in the butt you have to just adapt to these things so this is being recorded pretty late in the day but as I record this I woke up this morning to see that the Russians had a, are just f- still flat out attacking Ukraine they're just flat out a 40 mile convoy which is extreme like you, that's longer than what you would see on the motorway when a tractor pulls out you know that's worse than that but for whatever reason the news are like oh by the way Putin's just sending in f- a 40 mile train of, of tanks and we're all like nice one bro you know no one's going in and being like hey gotta stop this but the only people that are really laying a smackdown are the Ukrainians I think the Russians the guys just were like listen these guys will go in fold them get out of there We buns I think that's what Putin said in his actual meeting I think if you got the minutes of his war cabinet meeting he would be like we send it in I don't know why I send like Vladimir Klitschko we send in the people we shake the hand we send them in we take what we want. We leave. Jose Marino. We leave. And we buns. They're like sorry comrade, what did you say? I said we buns. It is a, it is a, it's a, it's a, we buns for us to go in to, to the Ukraine. And to take uh, Gordon. I don't want to Gino the campo. Gordon for fuck's sake, Gordon. What are you doing? Um we go and we buns, we leave. We leave little 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 buns and go but then ukrainians are like i i ballics i ballics putin you're not fucking taking us and, and they're a brave bunch of people but i do think someone else has just got to be like here flat hey st- stop it now i want to be careful here because who knows who listens to your podcast or people out there you you know snakes listen to it people you know there should be people like sending clips of your podcast to people and all and being like listen to this and uh, they, could, they could be sending to Putin they could be like listen he's slabbering at you Putin I just want to say hey Putin if you think I'm slabbering at you if if you win and you take over hey you know I'm not slabber anymore Um, I'll be your court jester for free you know I'll be your court jester FOC as long as you don't kill me and my family there you go that's where we're at but the Ukrainians unlike me brave guys and you're looking at other world leaders being like what are you going to do to help you know, they're like helping them like Elon Musk's giving them free Wi Fi and all, and they're probably like, Thank you for your support, but I kind of want out of here and get the Russian to leave. But uh, they're doing what they can and I just don't know what what the next option is. Like, what are what are the world leaders gonna to do to help these guys? It's it's kinda of frightening to see. And then Putin being like a like he's just like, Yeah, I just I'm 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 going to put the nuclear reactor on on alert. We use this to, and then I'm like, well, I don't really know a lot about anything. I don't know anything about science, especially not chemistry, if that's what that is. It could be physics, it could be both, it could be, wow, there you go. I mean, this is just a stunned moment. It's full, nuclear war is full science. It's chemistry, physics, biology, all in one Thing and again, whenever he talks about nuclear, I'm like, how far is he going to nuke? Like, if you remember, like some nukes are better than others. Like some are like, and I think the Russians have per country the number one stockpile of nuclear weapons. Now I think if NATO ganged up together and the rest of the world, they they have more accumulative nuclear weapons, but the Russians have the most per country. So. I don't know how they're gonna stop that. Like if they, but then again, like I say, they could be shit. If they were like Kim Jong Un's, so remember he launched a nuclear weapon. He's like, I'll try this, boom, and it was like I just fell in the sea. And he was like, a balix, you know, that's an awkward one. Like if Putin was like, you may watch it, I'm gonna fucking nuclear, and, then and drops in his own city because Russia's so big. He'd be like a balix. I've just taken out fucking Donetsk, even though that's <laughs> not Russia. <I> a balix. <laughs> Is that Ukraine Shakhtar or Donetsk? Yeah, probably. I've taken out. Boop. I've taken out. I'm trying to think of places where World Cup matches were. Boop. I've taken out. Um, Moscow. Oops. <laughs> if it was like that, major problem. But I imagine they're probably better than that. So Russians are into that kind of thing. So I mean, I don't know what they would do. Like if I was the leader. If I was the leader of. I mean, if I right, if I was Boris Johnson, the only way I can see you re- resolve it. Like, the only way I can see resolving this crisis is if you get on the phone, so you're Boris Johnson, you pick up your phone, you're like, hello, hello, yeah, yes, hello, is, is that Paul? And then the other line of phones, like, yeah, right, Boris, mate. It's like, is that P- 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 Paul Gascoigne?" Yeah, right, it's Gaza, mate. It's, it's me, Gaza. He's like, Paul, we, we, we need you to, uh, we need you to go to, where am I going, Mate. Where you, where you foot and sen, where, where you foot and se, where you sent us, mate? It was Russia. I mate, I'll go. It's like I'll go I'll go to Russia, mate. And then Gaza's like the secret agent, double O seven. Yeah right, mate, Paul Gascoin. Just walks up the <laughs> walks up the out just the border outside Kiev where the sort of the Russians are camped. The Ukrainians are in defending. Gascoin comes up, yeah right, mate. And like, who is this guy? Me, Paul, it's it's Gaza, mate. I've come here to I've come a to help, mate. Got me bag, mate. They'd <laughs> be like, what is in your bag? And he'd be like, I've got my my, my bag, mate, I've got me foot Got me chicken caves. <laughs> got me chicken caves, mate. Got me a foot a bottle of vodka, mate. And uh I've got a fo- I've got a bear trap. I've got a chicken cave, mate. quarter a bottle of cleanse. And a bear trap, mate. And I'll st- I just I'll just go and I'll say Putin Freddy Putin stop it mate. He and he and he'll say aye he'll like, but what if he does not like chicken cave and vodka? He's like I've got I've got more in my bag mate And he's like what else do you have? <laughs> what else do you have in there, Paul? I've got some fucking chicken nuggets I've got Smyrnoff ice mate and I've got a harpoon gun I've Got t- I'm going to say Putin let's go hunting whales Let's go hunting whales We'll eat chicken nuggets And drink wickets mate like, You have wickets? You said face. I've got wickets too mate I've also got me some. Spo- I've got Billy Bear ham slices mate Got wickets And I've got a lobster pot mate I've got I've got Billy Bear faces Orange wicked lobster pot, mate, and you've got a boat. Take us out in your boat, mate. Take us a your boat and we'll sort it out. And then they would be like, no, nah, I can't sort it out. Gaza, that's not going to work. And he'd be like, All right, well, I'll go home then. See you later, mate. And they'd be like, Oh, thanks for the effort, Gaza. So send, send Gaza. Gaza's the only one that can solve this situation. Because he's got a, like, a lobster pot, mate. <laughs> I mean, I think above all else, it would baffle people, you know, it would, it would leave the Ukrainians being like, I, and the Russians being like, I do not know what we fight for. Gascoigne came with a Billy Bear face. He came with a Billy Bear face. He came with a Billy Bear face and a no face. I do not know what to do. And again, I'm turning into Gino De Campo. Gordon, for sake. You know, but that's the only way I see it. But it's scary, biscuit. It's like joking aside. It's terrifying seeing it in the news. You're going, oh no, what's going on? And then you're looking at our own news, being like, oh no, you think it's bad in Russia and Ukraine? And then you look at our news, and it's like somebody said that Jeffrey Dawson might have thought about joining the UUP, and everyone's like, ah, you know, people are full. There's a full war over there, and they're like, Jeffrey Dawson thought about meeting with with. The, the UUP, they thought about meeting with the boys, you know, they thought about meeting with Dougie, and then they're like, nah, I didn't, whereas full World War Three is about to kick off, and we're worried about a wee meeting with Jeffrey. But to be fair, I would have liked that from Jeffrey. you know, it would be been good banter for him to just go, you know what, Poots, I mean, if you're losing in a, a leadership election then when Poots, you're probably going, fucking, this party's not for me. Like, if they prefer him to me, nah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm just totally done. I've had, I've done my best. I've had enough. But I'm done. And you know Doug Beatty, what he was like, listen, you know Doug Beatty's an absolute, like he's a mug off merchant. and I like it. He's like, hey, listen, you know, come on over. We'll have a meeting. There'll be a lot of crack. You know, come on over. You come over. I'll have a, I'll have a beer. You will have a wee cup of tea, Jeffrey. The missus has made a fucking load of ham sandwiches. <laughs> you come round here. The missus has made a load of ham sandwiches. Hey, you've got a wee fucking flask of tea. I have a pint let's do it and Jeffrey was like no Pootsie made a mistake and now I am in you know so very amusing oh no speaking of amusing or non amusing oh no I've just got a an alert from BBC news not to me personally just from uh, um, my thing me and it said they will bomb the whole city to ashes civilians under fire in Ukraine and yeah here's another thing the Ukraine are accusing Russia of war crimes? Fucking yeah, obviously. You know, this is the thing that I didn't learn too recently. I didn't know that The Hague was like a proper court. I thought that like back in the day, when people were like, oh, they, they need to go to The Hague, it was just the nickname they gave the former Conservative Party leader, William Hague, and he was just the number one guy who made decisions. They're like, you stepped online, you need to go see The Hague, and he was like, I am William Hague, former leader of the Conservative Party, and I have decided that you are guilty of war crimes, Vladimir Putin. I mean, by the way, for an effort, decent decent impression, William Haig, the former leader of the Conservative Party, says, You Vladimir Putin are a bastard. You're a bastard. Bloody bastard. Um not a bad effort, but yeah, I think William Hague himself, like, had to just look through the files and be like, guilty. This guy, but not a full court. But yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It just shows you that Putin has some kinda I mean, I say some kind of power. I mean, he's the most scary evil dictator in the world. Um, But, you know, that's what it is. Now, again, as I've said before, don't always listen to what you see, you know, online or here on the Internet. But I read a thread about a guy who lived in Ukraine, and he was talking about, like, how Putin sort of came to power. And, I mean, it's very Adolf. You know, what Putin has done is very Hitler-ish. and it's worrying you know because I think when I read this thread it'll make a lot of sense you know in terms of you can see why Putin did what he did because he's a mental guy but uh, it was like when Boris Yeltsin was was the president like he was sort of a worldwide laughing stock really people were like oh, he's an old drunk guy and fucking he's, he's Balik's and all and rushes and tatters and after the fall of the Soviet Union and all then Putin was like a super Nationalist, and I mean that in terms of he loved Russia. He's not Nara. Well, as far as I know, he could be, but he comes out and he's like, "I'm so scundered the way he's got on this drunk bastard, fucking making a fool of us." And then he's like, "He came in, took over. It's like I'm going to be the, pe- I'm going to get people earning more dough for a start. You know, I'm going to get, I'll put more food on the table. the The, the civilians are going to love me. Then he cut off all the like booze, uh, on street booze vendors. Like, nah, it's going to stop. And then he just started like controlling the the media a bit more. Be like, nah, you know, not having that. Then he got some, you know, political... opponents and then weirdly those guys kind of disappeared and you're like "Oh, that's a bit weird and then he's sort of like yeah what I'll do I'll just maybe take over the news I'll just do this also I'm going to change the rules around being president and prime minister so then whenever my official term of presidency ends I'll just become prime minister for a couple of years then get back to president again and then I'll kind of like just start doing other sly things in other parts of the world like I'll just start poisoning people I don't like on British soil, you know, i just fucking send away my agents, poison them, send a few people into other countries, kill a few more people, like, invade Crimea, do whatever I want. And people are like, all right. And I think the fact that they've let them away with all that, no, he's like, I well, will do whatever I want. And that's it. I think that's very important. I think, as a parent, that's an important lesson to put out there to your kids, is to say, don't be like Vladimir Putin, guys. Step away from the P-man. Uh, also, you know, if you're going to, like discipline your kids make sure they know right from wrong otherwise hey they'll just keep doing whatever they want and you'll end up in a lot of trouble and that's why I've built a prison in my garage for my kids to stay if they're bad I'm like hey listen, and you go to prison you know you put you you snatched you snatched something off your baby sister Uh, prison for two weeks how about that you don't snatch again so did you just answer me back you're not going to eat your dinner because you're too full (laughs) prison and that's the only way to discipline kids prison now again I'm ho- I find it hard to not want to call my prison the gulag just to you know, be more contemporary but it's just, just a prison at the minute I'll tell you what my girls are two really well well mannered young ladies absolute chancers, but well mannered and that's because I put them in prison so what I'm doing is saying world leaders put, put them in prison you know put them in prison or you know just stop be, stop being like that you know that William Shatner meme you know, that's what the rest of the world seems to be doing with Ukraine at the minute being like oh it's terrible do something Come on, guys, let's go. If the bloody Klitschko's and Lomachenko are at the front line and Usyk, like they that's the their real life expendables. Those boys, fucking heroes. Let's help them out. I'm just worried now when they're with a, a 40 mile convoy. That's a lot of tanks, and it's scary. Hopefully, they'll run out of petrol like the first few did. Stupid bastard. But yeah, solidarity with the Ukraine. And stress is high, and let's hope. You know, let's hope it all fucking ends soon before. There is genuinely a third world war, which would be such an inconvenience for us all. Thought lockdown was bad. Imagine literally a world war. Gross. I think that's probably the most underplayed reaction to a world war ever. Uh, stinking, but that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now. And anyway, now, as much as that was very negative, there was some, there has been some. So there's there have been some things rated in the world I want to just say and if you recall a few weeks back in the podcast I, uh, I I often advise people to review the podcast I often say listen people let's rate and review it helps the podcast let's get it out there um, and let's see what we can do how about that you know and then a lot of people have been given really positive reviews of I know that the fans of this podcast are really good um, and you know i love you guys i really do but um but i think some of the reviews are a bit a bit frustrating and declan's review a few weeks ago was one of the most fr- frustrating reviews of all time now what he had done was written me a really really sweet review like a real nice like he had taken the time out of his day to actually sit and go and not only am I going to give this a star rating but I'm going to give it a nice review so like a lot of people would give five stars thank you some people you know whatever but Declan took the time to write a really nice review about me and I was like that's a really nice review then I looked at the she he put on it one star I'm like hey man what have you done and then that affected everything so that dropped me from a a 5 star show to a 4.9 I was like ah, because it was the only 1 star I got so he'd reviewed that and now I thankfully I called him out in the podcast I said listen Declan what the fuck are you at get that fixed get it fixed not thinking that you know he would but fairness to Declan he's come back He's reached out, he's, he's offered the hand of friendship and sometimes as, as the sly guy that I am, I'll bite the hand that feeds me. You know, I'll bite the hand of friendship because that's just the nature of the beast. But on this occasion, I've accepted the hand of friendship and listened to what Declan sent me in a mess. He said, much like you, Dave, I spent my life getting mugged off. <laughs> so time for a delayed apology and an explanation of said mug my three-year-old broke my android phone a few months back i borrowed my mum's old iphone whilst the other got fixed so when i had an iphone i thought i'd drop your review which by the way great the, the fact that you just went from an, an android to an iphone and just in that short window one of the first things you thought to do was review my podcast a lot of respect so what you said you think you give me a review it was five stars in the system ffs as you can see above you couldn't even edit the review, so I had to delete the old one and write a new one. I was double scundered as I was actually working my way through a backlog of the Patreon guest episodes and other bits and pieces that I'd actually fallen behind on, tut. Um, and a few, I'd fallen behind the main pod for a few weeks and my sister messaged me to let me know I made a mistake. Now, what I appreciate about that is, my friend, see if you make an error or you, you you've done something where you should apologise. It's the best thing to do is just step up and just accept you made a balls up and apologise and I respect that the fact that you've reached out to me and said listen I'm sorry I made a balls up here I want to right that wrong and I'm a very forgiving guy I forgive you my friend and what you've said in your new review is the you've, you've given me my right my rightful title as a headline, the king of North Down, and you've said finally got sorting out my review. I was tempted to write an awful review and leave a five star to give equilibrium from a previous faux pas, but I couldn't tempt the fate. Especially whenever all I want is to spread praise for Big Dave. And now listen, you've spreaded you've mm-hmm. spreaded praise there, well, and I appreciate that. And you know what? and remind me of this because this is something I'll fall behind on in the future but whenever we do get some merchandise which at the minute shock are we're looking into doing for the first time ever I will send you a mug because you mugged yourself and I want you to get mugged again but in a good way I want to mug you in a good way my friend but I appreciate you doing that thanks for taking the time out to rectify the wrong and that's all that matters and apologies all I look for all I ever look for if someone wrongs me is to say sorry that's all and I appreciate that, Declan. I appreciate it a lot. Anyway, I don't really know what else I would like to, I'd like to talk about this week, you know, um, other than the listeners' questions. Let's get into them and see what the people have said. Right? Okay. Fuck's sake! Here we go. Gareth Owens has said, um, Dave, really enjoyed the gig you did on Saturday night at. I will not say the venue. But on a scale of 1 to 10, how fucking annoying were those people at the table that talked literally the whole way through everyone's set? Was very close to kicking at least one of them in the face. Um, You know what, Gareth? I just want to say on that, I don't want to go into too much detail with it, but 10, even to this day, 10 out of 10, I it annoyed me more, I think more than I've ever been annoyed in my whole entire life to be fair and it's a weird thing because that gig had the potential to be a really good gig it had the but you know potential to be a really good gig there could be future gigs there i don't know if that's going to be the case now following that um but it's really annoyed me and it's actually annoyed me still to this day i'm i don't think i've ever I, i don't think i've actually ever been angry in my life about anything to be honest um and you know, it's a weird thing because I've never got more feedback from a gig ever than I did from that gig. Like I did the Ulster Hall in December and I got a load of messages from people saying how great it was, how they enjoyed it, how it was nice to see me, you know, get up the a stage like that. But the amount of people messaging me about, you know, the behavior of the audience was wild. And like people coming up afterwards apologizing for the behaviour of, of, you know, other people and saying, listen, I'm sorry that this happened and, and you know what I mean? And by the way, the people apologising on behalf of people, the people who actually caused the issue, would they apologise? Nah. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's it's very annoying and it's caused me a lot, a lot of issues and, you know, made me, i I'm like very angry. So, yeah, 10 is the answer and to everybody else who messaged me about it, I just want to say thank you for, for reaching out because again I'm I'm up there trying to do my my job, you know, trying to earn a cross, trying to earn a living, try to put on a good show, book a good load of acts, and, you know, maybe get a wee gig starting regular and I don't know if that's gonna be the case now. So I mean I could talk about this for hours. I could get into it, I could lose my head about it, but you know not going to. So, you know I think that's all I wanna say about it, to be honest with you. I prefer really not to um, not to speak if I speak, I am in, in big trouble, in big trouble, and I don't want to be in big trouble. Chris, I mean, what a lighthearted question to follow that up with. Chris Reezy, what are your thoughts on pedos and rapists? I mean, love them mate, they're, well, they're the best guys. If anyone, if like, mm, you could bring one person back from the dead, who'd you bring back? Albert Fish, mate. No, I mean, obviously, what do I think about P I don't like them. <laughs> what do you th- mate what do you think about pedos and rapists I mean imagine someone was like oh I've never really I've never really met one before so I don't know I've, you know maybe they're sound maybe they're no I don't but what Chris thinks about them is he personally thinks they should be castrated then thrown into lions, the lion's den or Chernobyl hey Chris why don't you just go one better and like get the lion's den to be in Chernobyl and just throw them in there albeit the lions with like four heads and stuff but it would be an experience Um yeah i mean (laughs) i used to do a bit about like whenever i had kids uh, i don't like pedos and you know i was like well not that i did before you know but um yeah i just think (laughs) i mean what do you think of pedos and rapists obviously fucking horrible (laughs) i mean how can you (laughs) how can you say anything else you know um it's just yeah like what do you do with these people like how do you um how do you part? like I mean I like my views on everything like I would say in back in the day when I was younger I'd have been a bit more of a liberal guy been a bit more chilled out I think now I've got my own kids I have like a, another level of like rage in me and like protection and you know and I just think like I'm very like I am very affected by stories in the news a lot more now that i have kids because i associate everything with my own kids like last night for talk's sake i was watching the show on netflix unorthodox which by the way great show would recommend and there was a moment in that where there was a character just like kind of you know kind of um separated estranged from her mum, and they just did a moment together where i just imagined being estranged from my kids and i started crying I was just like, and thankfully my wife didn't see me, but the tears were just like rolling down my face, and I guess just like, really, and then I thought, again, like, everything's always associated to your own kids for me, so I just think like, you know, when I see anything happen in the news, or any children, like the Nora Corrin case, whenever she was found dead in a, in a jungle, in I think maybe Thailand or something, I have never, I don't think I've ever cried more about a news story, it was so awful, like obviously you Noah know, Donoghue is another news story, that absolutely breaks my heart, and I mean, just, for be honest with what's happened in that case, you know, just find out what happened to that boy, you know, the fact that his mother is as is as brave as she has been in not only not only defending you know the memory of her son and trying to get answers, but standing up. When at times she's probably thinking, "Am I losing it?" Like she's, you know, being told so much to like, "Oh, this isn't happening, or this isn't happening, and we can't do this," or that. No, oh, don't know. It should. Pro- you probably feel like you're losing your mind. But f- what a woman she is to to continue to just fucking plow on and get the answers. And I really hope, more than anything in the world, she gets justice for that boy because something there's something fishy went on there, and it's disgusting the way it's been handled. And I just hope, hope there are answers there because as a parent, you just. That's all you want, you know, is is the truth. And, as, you know, it's never going to bring your child back and you'll never get over that and you'll never be able to, you know, move on from that fact, but at least you want the answers, you know, and that fucking it's our thing. Just totally breaks my heart. There was a video I saw on Twitter this week that Michael Bispring had retweeted about some boy being beaten by bullies. I just wanted to go and kill them. You know, I just wanted to... And, like, see if anyone did anything to my children, I don't think a prison sentence would be enough. I don't think... You know, I think, given our fucking penal system or justice system here I feel like you know they, w- they would probably be like oh I'm a member of a group and they'd be out in like 10 years. I would wait for them I'd kill them in bare hands if they did anything I just couldn't I just couldn't see myself being zen enough to, to look past that and yeah there's your answer to your question Chris you got me started off laughing and by the end I'm fucking annoyed and then I start thinking about other things like Malin McCann not I anytime I see anything to do with her in the news it just makes me cry because I have young daughters like similar age to her and the thought of just oh Jesus Christ the thought of not having like someone taking your child and not knowing what happened to it is the worst the worst thought imaginable to me so yeah I think you know rapists and paedophiles there should be as hard as the law can come down on them they should you know none of this oh they can be rehabilitated nah get them off the streets get them out of the way do whatever you want them. I, I don't care no time for no time for rapists and paedophiles Chris there you have it Naomi Mitchell has said Goddamn damn ruskies and sent me a link now hopefully this is Russians and not a breed of dog because I don't know if that's a dog or not Um. Hull couple demand refund because wars made journey to Blackpool unsafe. Oh no. Staff at a comedy club in, oh, here we go. Staff at a comedy club in Blackpool claim they have had a request for a refund because the Ukraine invasion has made travel from Hull unsafe. They shared what appears to be a screen grab and an email between an unnamed couple of pensioners. You know what? There you go. That's the answer, I would say. Like they're pensioners. And I mean let me just see my my husband planned a trip to Blackpool to get tickets to their show and I spoke to someone called Rob on Facebook asking for a refund to be played in full due to events in Russia and Ukraine it's not safe to travel so we're both retired you know what that that could be funny you know to be like oh this fucking cause of a war in Russia but seeing when you're an old person like you do panic about stuff and it's and I think a lot of people don't realise the, the level of which like old people can get their wee the wee knickers into us. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like you can't panic when you're older. And I think, you know, that comedy club should have just been like, all right, guys. And not made put a public as sly and the old people. But yeah, I just think, like, I know I know, I have like old relatives who just panic about the slyest thing. Like, see, during COVID, I had, a, I had an aunt and she was like, well, just get me all the gear I need in here and that's fine. I'm never coming out again. And see, even after, she's not comfortable coming out of the gaff. So yeah, I get it. Michael Jardina said, hold on, just before, I was actually going to go and check... My car. I've been outside too long. Probably get booking ticket. And uh, Michael Jardine said, "Just wanted to know if you had any funny holiday stories, either as a child or an adult." Um. Yeah, I mean, I probably have. I probably have loads of funny stories as a child or an adult. I mean, one of my adult funny stories was when I got gang attacked by a group of my friends in the water in Tenerife, and they all attacked. I mean, if they weren't my friends, this could be some sort of assault, but they all gathered around me and stripped me naked and I say stripped me naked I was just wearing a pair of swimming shorts they took them off and brought the shorts onto the beach and just left them on the beach so I was left in the water fully naked with no other recourse other than to leave the water to collect my my shorts now thankfully this is when having a small penis comes into hand because you just needed a couple of you just needed to like you know you just cover your bits with that and then you've got free access to the rest of your hands but um yeah that was quite funny um, I'm sure like I mean one of my funniest holiday stories which is actually quite horrendous was the time I was out with my mum and dad they, like we were on holidays together and I was an adult so I was sort of on in the same place as them but staying somewhere different so like we met up for a, a drink and I was happy or in this bar my mum and dad were blattered you know they were bladdered on cocktails you see all these empty cocktail glasses loads of like wee rinds of oranges just fucking in, on the table and like we fucking mini, mini umbrellas and uh, my mum, my mum uh, was just getting a little bit mouthy. You know, she was fucking telling me all this and all this and that. And uh, we don't know how we got onto the subject of how I was conceived. Because I, I, for one, certainly didn't bring it up. But then my mum was like, you a Christmas party. Christmas party. And I was like, all right, sweet. You're and then she started going into too much detail. She's like, you are born in September. Nine months after Christmas. Santa wasn't the only one that emptied his bag at night. And I was like, well... Don't tell me that. And she went on. I was like, and you know, when you're trying to be like, all right, but you yeah, and you're, like, your folks know that, that, well, no, I say no, they think they're being banter and they start playing up to the, the, and being like, oh, you want to hear more? I'm like, no, I don't. And she goes, and to tell you even worse, your sister was conceived in holidays and you were sleeping in a cot at the bottom of the bed. And I'm going, ah, no, don't tell me anymore. Then the next day, mum. I met her for like like brunch. She comes out with sunglasses on. Not really full of, full of chat, you know, not really full of joys of spring. It's like, where's dad? Oh, he's too hungover. He's in bed. And I was like, all right. And then she was like, so do you have a good night last night? And I was like, yeah, I had a really nice time. Apart from the time you told me I was conceived. And she was like, no, I, I would never say that to you. No, I wouldn't. How, how dare you insinuate I would say something like that? And I was like, well, you know, you told me it was a Christmas party. And she sort of went got a little bit shifty, like, what? and he goes I'm worse and she went What's, what can be worse than that he goes you told me your sister was conceived with me in the room and she was like oh I don't want to talk about this anymore I am scundered I am scundered uh, scundered a hundred that was a good holiday story but I mean there are plenty the time I went for some reason on a holiday of the load of mates and we thought it would be fun to have a thong night where we wear thongs um, there's a few stories in the thong night it was pretty funny we were there and the place we were staying had like a another like it was it was a really nice house but like on a hill so there was like houses above on like a similar kind of setup and this house had a jacuzzi in it right and the house above us had like there was a load of girls the same age so it must have been like 20 we were 20, 21 at a time and there was these girls the same um Above us. And we were chatting to them in the hot tub when they were in their hot tub before we went on the night out. And we're like, oh, if you're there about later, should come down We'll have a party, you know, it'll be a lot of fun. And they're like, oh yeah, absolutely. So then um, the night went on. Went out for the night, all, all the boys were like, a thong night, stick our thongs on. And all, like, obviously comedy ones, not, like, proper, like lingerie or whatever so we're out in the thongs and we end up like, and I mean fucking it's a heavy night out bladdered and got back like as the sun's starting to break through the skies we're like fuck the party let's go one of the boys he just passed out in the bed passed out gone and then another mate was sort of half you know hanging about and then we went out the back and the girls were there too they come in from their night out and they're like are you boys having that and we're like yeah yeah and they're like where is everyone it just seems like it's just you two and we're like Hey, you they're in bed, whatever. But, you know, come on still, come on down. It'll be a lot of crack. And they're like, no, nah, no, it's okay. And then one of my other mates who was there with me, he ended up just passing out, blocked. And I was like, oh, no, they're not going to come down if it's just like one guy left here. So I had to like, I needed at least one other guy to try to make this party happen. So I just thought they had gone from upstairs. They are obviously going to get ready and to come down. But I needed to get my mate out. But he was paralytic drunk. And I was like, oh, no. So I went into the bedroom. He's lying there in a thong. And I was like, right you need to get out here and he's like no get away from me I'm like no you need to get out here you need to sit in this hot if you're just like if it's weekend at Bernie's and you're just sitting in this hot tub there's going to be a lot of hot babes coming down here to have a party do it right and he was like no so I'm like you're, you're fucking doing this you owe this to me to be a wingman here and he was like no so I was like you're, you're fucking coming so I ended up like grabbing him over my shoulder and I was like carrying him out then he got too heavy so I threw him in the grass and then I was like, I grabbed him by the leg. So bear in mind, we're both just wearing thongs at this point. I grab him by the leg and I'm pulling him along towards the hot tub, like, <laughs> like, like Leatherface with the in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, He's like pulling a corpse. And at that point, this girls were like, I heard the girls go, "Oh my god!" And I looked up, and I looked down, and I was like, "This isn't what it. This isn't what it looks like. He's not dead. I'm, I'm not just dragging a corpse into. The, I swear. And believe it or not." the party didn't happen that particular night. But what did happen was, was that was the last night of our holidays. So I think that's why I really wanted the party to happen. Last night of holidays, got woke up the next day with the taxi, turned up to the house to get us to the airport. And we're like, oh fuck, it was like something at home alone, packing everything. Again, all of us wearing our thongs still, head to the airport. I'm wearing a cowboy hat and sunglasses, of course I am. And we get there, and we're going through like the check-in. The security guy was like, take off your fucking belt, por favor." and I was like, all right, took a belt off, said in thing. Then obviously, when I took my jacket off too, threw it down my shirt was quite short (laughs) I had no belt on so I lifted my arms my trousers were down a bit and my shirt was up so you could just fully see the fact that I was wearing a thong and I was like the Spanish security guard was like I don't even want to know what's going on there I do not want to know But that was a standout evening story that was quite enjoyable there. Lisa Yates has said, What are your thoughts on Tato releasing chocolate with pieces of cheese and onion crisps? I mean, on paper, probably stinking and gross, but I bet it kind of tastes nice. Do you know, I bet it is quite tasty. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. So, I mean, I'm open to try it. If anyone wants to send me some, I will taste it on the podcast. If you don't, hey, each to their own. And Brock Boyd, Brock with a C, full name broccoli, has said, favourite pancake Tuesday meal, I'd recommend Betty's ice cream for your delivery and your first order too at Betty's cream one or visit Betty's ice cream.co.uk to give them a shout. Hey, Brock, I've given them a shout. Listen, Betty's, I'm a big fan of ice cream. If you want to send me some ice cream, get in touch, I want to see Betty's cream, I want Betty's cream in my inbox, I want you to send me some ice cream, I'll do a review because I'm a big ice cream fan, and if you want to send me free ice cream, I will take it but my favourite pancake Tuesday meal, well, last night I did it with the girls. You know, I made the baby, who I say the baby, she's one well now, like a full wee toddler, God lover. She just had plain pancakes. She just made the pancakes and she's just ate it like something out of a freaking cannibal film. And then my my four year old, she got a bit more into it. We made out that we, we got the wee jam pots out for, the wee chocolate pots out for, and banana all cut up and a bit of fruit and all. And it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, but for me, obviously, I didn't need it because I'm an athlete. But, guys, Thanks once again for listening to your, po- listening to your podcast, listening to my podcast. I appreciate it. Listen, I appreciate all the listens, all the support. Um, And, you know, hopefully, you know, we're on the bigger and better things. We're talking about moving studio at some point, so that could be pretty exciting. And, you know, th- again, thanks for all the support. It means the world to me. Helps me do what I do, and I appreciate it. And listen, if I want to leave on one note, I just want to say rise above hate, as John Cena says. Look out for yourselves. Look out for Ukraine. Let's send Gaza, send Gaza to Kiev with a lobster pot, and we'll, we'll, it'll be all right. Take care. Bye. I'm the slack guy.